Hello everyone, this is Jacob Popio, the producer of The Apex. Firstly, I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. This is a special podcast for the JJG Thoughts family because it is the first podcast that Mr. RJ Holiday is the official co-host of The Apex. <laughs> Woo! Welcome, Mr. Holiday. Jan and RJ both sit down with Mr. Mike Eversole. Mr. Mike Eversole is the CEO of our new clothing partner, Envision Clothing Company. At 20 years old, he started running a rapidly growing clothing company. Rapidly growing clothing company. Nope, it is not just a tongue twister. Then they go into dealing with a deep personal loss and uh, the real effects that it can have on someone's mind. Lastly, they go into how Mike went about building himself into the man he is today after he fell. Please subscribe and hope this pushes you toward your apex. Welcome to another episode of The Apex. Um, This is going to be the first episode that we release for the new year so that everybody that has hung out with us in 2018, welcome to 2019. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. Um, We're going to be making a lot of expansions and there's going to be a lot of exciting things happening in 2019. One awesome change that's going to happen coming in 2019 is a guest from a previous episode that did really well and is also a close personal friend of mine is returning to the apex as a permanent co-host so everybody out there all the apex chasers and the followers of the jjd thoughts world please welcome mr rj holiday to the show as my permanent partner in crime hi everybody i'm i'm glad to be back i'm glad to be back as a permanent co-host here. Uh, I had a great time on my episode. Me and Jan, you know, had a great time discussing it beforehand, the interview itself, you know, after the fact, and um, I love to talk, so <laughs> I weaseled my way in there as a to come back as a co-host, and I couldn't be happier because uh, the interactions with people I've had so far with my episode and with the team for JJD and the Apex... Um, it's been great, and I we have a lot of opportunities to talk to a lot of good people here in the next year and years after that, and I'm more than blessed to be a part of all of it and very excited to, you know, put my two cents into things because... Oh, I, I doubt that it'll be more than two cents. <laughs> it, we'll yeah, probably go oh, a nickel, a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I, I know I have a different way of approaching people <clears throat> and topics and things, and I think that... With me and Jan both, you know, co-interviewing people that will get to, uh, you know, a lot of personal levels with people and be able to ask a lot of Agreed. questions that, you know, either don't come up normally or that are hard to bring up, um, which I'm not afraid to ask. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Yeah. No, so if anything, I'm, I'm going to be really putting in the reins I mean, like, whoa, yeah. slow down, buddy. <laughs> but either e- either way, I think we're going to have a lot of good lot of good people on here, a lot of good interviews for you guys to listen to. And um if, like I said before, if anybody ever has any questions for me or anything like that uh, regarding personal stuff or stuff with the show, I would love to answer. Yeah, and we're going to be um, here in the weeks to come, we're going to be setting up different ways that you're going to be able to get in contact with us directly. Um, one of those ways is going to be through um, our Patreon account. So for those of you that don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is basically a way that you can show your support for this podcast. Um, it's really easy. You just go to patreon.com backslash the apex podcast. And essentially what happens is instead of like a GoFundMe or something that's a one-time donation, that's a bulk lump sum, it's 
you know, $1 a month, $2 a month, $3 a month. Um, you just click on become a patron. You can link a debit card, a credit card, or anything to it. Um, and what I have laid out are different tiers where essentially it's, you know, this is what a cup of coffee would cost. You know, this is what a, a T-shirt would cost. This is what a date night to the movies would cost. And you can find it in your hearts if you would like to support the JJD family to purchase one of those, you know, recurring donations to help us continue to upgrade our audio equipment and expand our outreach and be able to get more people in here on interviews. Because of that, we are actually sitting in my apartment in a newly furnished studio with equipment that we purchased partially through donations um, from you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you guys have been doing so far. Um, it's a privilege to be able to sit behind these microphones knowing that we're supporting the listeners out there. Absolutely. So with that, we are going to be interviewing a gentleman today who believes that everything happens for a reason. And that's a pretty cliche statement, but I think that it really applies to his story um, and to a lot of our stories, really. If you look back on a lot of different things, people always say hindsight is twenty twenty, um, and you can you look good vision, right? <laughs> yeah, my hindsight's <laughs> like twenty four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> but if, if you look back, you can find ways that things that you thought were going to totally destroy your life actually changing it for the better. You know, maybe not at that point in time, um, and maybe you're in that situation right now where you think that there's no way out or you're stuck in an abyss. Um, I know that I've personally been there. RJ's had experiences with friends that have been there and personal experience as well uh, as our guest today. So with that, I would like to invite the CEO and founder of Envision Clothing Company, Mr. Mike Eversole. Thank you, guys. Uh, just glad to be here. I think this is a really good opportunity just to learn more about you guys and to just kind of you know, show your following, just, you know, who we are, what we're about. And I'm just, I'm really happy to be here. I think this is, I think this is good for both of us. Oh, you're going to learn today. <laughs> I tell you I, what. I, I think the biggest thing is I'm just, I'm always down to meet new people. And just, uh, thankfully, I think our paths cross at the right time. Yeah, so absolutely. V- very thankful to be here. You guys appreciate it. Mm, yeah. So me and Mike actually met, um, through a mutual friend, she DM'd me on Instagram because she is a part of um, his ambassadorship program for the clothing company. And she DMs me on Instagram. And this is at like midnight. I'm like driving some friends home from the bar, I think, because I was DDing that evening. Um, which reminds me, don't drink and drive. Always have a DD. And wear your seatbelt. <laughs> and wear your seatbelt or get an Uber. That's why they're there. I digress. So we were driving, right? And... um. I get this message, you know, and then she ends up calling me and she's like, Hey, like, I really think that you would like this guy. You're into the motivational speaking. I know what you're doing with JJD. Um, he's a really motivational dude. Um, he started this clothing company here. Check it out. This whole company's kind of based on that. Exactly. So. Yeah. You should give him a call. So she sends me his number. Right. And I'm like, I just, just dropped off my friends at their duplex. And I was like, you know what? I've got nothing to do. Like this will help keep me awake on the way home. If anything, I'll just leave him a message. He picks up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) It's like, it's like he was waiting for me to call him. It's two o'clock in the morning and I'm driving home and I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, so-and-so, like, I think it was Corey. It was Corey that introduced us. I was like, Hey, like my friend Corey sent me this message, uh, gave me your number. Like, I hope that's cool. I was expecting to just leave a message, but if you're up, we'll talk. We probably talked for a solid hour. 
Yeah. I think that first time that we were on the phone, and it's been all downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> or uphill, whatever yeah. you want to call it. We, we, de- right. we definitely wanted to talk more that night, but then, I mean, we both kind of looked at the clock. I mean, I'm like, man, I got class in the morning. You're like, yeah, yeah it's just, like 3 30 tomorrow. But no, I mean, I thought I, when Corey first reached out to me, she's like, hey, like, there's a guy you would definitely love him. His name's Jan. I went to, you know, I went to school with him, and I'm like, okay, well. Well, what's he do? And she's like, well, he has a podcast and then he pushes like the same kind of messages as you. And I really think you guys just need to get in touch. And she's like, he's probably going to reach out tonight. So the more I just sat there in my room at school, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm kind of waiting. I'm like picking my phone up. I'm checking it. I'm putting it back down and I'm like making sure that I'm not missing anything. So then I decided I'm going to turn my sound on. That way, if I'm away from my phone, I could hear it. You can sprint from the other room. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You guys going on a date? <laughs> right. <that's laughs> it was a blind date. I, well, yeah. I think I was just more excited to, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. I can meet somebody else. I can well, tell them what we're about. That's a cool thing. When you guys have, like, a cohesive message like that, it mm-hmm. spreads. People are like, oh, hey, I'm like... How does this guy not know about this guy when they're basically talking about the same stuff or pushing the same message? Yeah, when your listeners and your ambassadors, yeah, you know what I mean, start linking you nice up with other people. Is, is you kind of just attract each other. You tr- attract the pe- same people with right. those like minds, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, well, that's it, how. It that's why with, you're sitting here. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So people, people with the you know the same concepts and the you know same beliefs and that kind of stuff can. Uh, in weird ways, just somehow find each other, and as far as I'm concerned, it's usually for for the better of reasons. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then like we're here now, and we're able to you know flush out a lot of the stuff that we've been working on, all three of us together. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. This episode has been. When, yeah, coming. when was that? It when was like two months ago we met yeah. for the first time in person. <laughs> yeah, I know, and me and me and him contacted probably Even before four, that. four months ago, something yeah, like that. It's it's, it's been a minute, been, yeah, and so that's while. that's like proof. You know, people listen to these episodes sometimes, and they're like, "Oh, you sit down around a microphone and you know you record an episode." And I'm like, "Well, sometimes these episodes no, are you, there's a lot of two, three, four months in the works." Yeah, yeah. So that's that. This is a huge testament to. Absolutely, you know, yeah. The process. Finally, yeah, it's a process. <laughs> you got to trust yeah. it, though. You know what I mean? I was He was talking today about networking with a business, like somebody that he's trying to do business with, and sometimes, you know, planting a seed with somebody, watering it, letting it grow over time is way better than rushing in and trying mm-hmm. to harvest a crop right away yeah, because right. then you get in their face, and if they, you know, people start to get defensive, there's different ways that you can approach stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. So... All right, why don't you tell us a little bit about what yeah. Envision is? Man of the hour. Yeah, what does that mean? Then? <laughs> um, so Envision Clothing, um, the idea came about me, um, it was last year during my sophomore year at Hiram College, and I took a couple entrepreneurship classes, not really thinking to push anything with it. So for some context, why don't you tell people how old you are right now? I'm 20 years old. You're 20 years yep. young. I'm a junior at Hiram College. Ooh. I also play baseball there. So I'm a I'm a pretty busy guy, and I'm always all over the place. Still finding time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I naturally just stay up late at night, so I, in the midnight hours is usually where I'm getting a lot of my work done. But I, I originally took a couple entrepreneurship classes, I was honestly taking them just for the graduation requirements. This covered this, this covered that. I started to meet the right people. Professor was very personable. And um, just based on my story, which I'm sure we're going to get into here soon, uh, it came to me. I was like, you know, the the word envision, 
is can be so vague to people, but it's so powerful whenever I hear it because in order to reach a certain goal or get to a certain level in your life, you have to have that vision. You have to have that plan. So for me, it was all about, I want to create something that's very family oriented. I want to create something that pushes people to do something bigger than themselves. And I really just want to, you know, get my message out there. Um, I want to tell people who I am, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And since I've played sports my whole life, I've always wanted to kind of create like that team setting. And I feel like so far, that's what I've been able to do. Um, It all started with just reaching out to people locally. Hey, like I'm, I'm starting a clothing brand. Like we push these motivational messages. Um, the biggest message is just be the change. And that applies to a lot of people in many different ways. Everybody wants to change something in their life. And for me, it was just, it was fitness. It was losing weight. It was, you know, becoming more motivated to baseball. It was more, you know, more motivated to be in the classroom more and apply myself. So Envision is just more than just your typical t-shirt, hat, hoodie, um, I think it's just the message that we try and lay out there for everybody. I think that's what really keeps us going. Yeah, you started a movement, not a clothing company. Absolutely. Which I, I tell people all the time is a super important thing. And even if you're like, whether you're uh, an entry-level employee, you're the CEO of something, you're a middle manager, if you want to get people behind something, you know, whether it's a change for the better of the company that nobody's really agreeing with yet or, you know, <laughs> a little baby sneeze. I'm you know, if you're trying to get some people behind something, you have to show them the benefit or give them, you know, something that personally benefits them. And yeah, clothing, you know, like your hoodies are awesome. I know Jake probably <laughs> doesn't you. take his off for more than, you know, 24 hours in a week, most likely. That thing's probably gross. But he, every time I see a picture, he's wearing the thing. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. And yeah, it, and it's it, like... It makes me feel pretty good that... Yeah. He loves it. <laughs> yeah. I wore I wore an Envision shirt on a on a date that I went on a month ago. You know what I mean? Like I that's the shirt that back. I picked up. That's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the that's it's the shirt. True. That's the shirt I that I picked out. <laughs> it was the shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like but once you start that that movement of that message of the be the change, you know, envision your future. You're the one that can change this. It it forces people to A take a look at themselves and B change something. You know, that they may have had this idea in their head for months and nobody has called them out on it. And now your entire company is calling them out on it. This is what JJD is doing is, you know, giving people information to call them out. Absolutely. And have them move forward. Well, And it's not just the clothes either. Like you said, it's a community behind it. It's a community of, like I was talking about earlier, like-minded individuals that, you know, have a place to get together and, you know, communicate with one another. And sometimes you... you literally just need someone to talk to, to hear you right. that has, you know, the same framework of an idea that, that you have. And then when you're surrounded or have a community of people like that, everything else just flourishes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, agree. It gets easy to stay motivated. Yeah, that exactly. Way. Because right. you have, you're accountable then. It's mm-hmm. not just you staring back at yourself in the mirror. Like, yes. you got to get up out of bed and do this today. You have people <laughs> that want to see you. They're not there forcing you, but they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do the things that you've set out to do. And not only are you helping them, but I feel that they're also helping you stay on track. Right. Yeah. How is that? How has that felt since you started? Before we get back into like your, you know, where you came from and everything, how does that feel knowing now, 
you know, that you have what you have and you have ambassadors across, like, tell us where your ambassadors are from and everything like that. And um, what is, what does that feel like in the morning when you're like, you know what, I need to make sure what I, th- that I need to get up and get my stuff done. Cause I know what it feels like from my end, you know, being the host of the podcast and stuff where I get off of work at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, I should probably go to the gym. Cause I tell people to go to the gym. <laughs> um, ambassadors, we have, uh, a little over 30 right now they're all they're all throughout the country um i mean we have some obviously here in ohio we have some in pennsylvania um we have some in kansas i have some in the carolinas um i have some out west i, I mean i have so many of them and i'm always trying to talk to right. them i sometimes forget who's exactly from where um and it's like we sit there and we talk every single day like we have a group chat and it's just not like ways to market and vision it's not ways to do this it's not all like uptight this is business talk it's more of just like an outlet i mean we have several conversations where i mean it's something simple like hey guys it's friday like another week down like i hope everybody's you know i hope we all had a good week and you know let's have a good fun safe weekend and let's get back to work on monday like let's get after it and then there's times where it's like guys, I've had a terrible day. Like, I have no idea what to do. I feel really rock bottom. And it's not just like one or two people responding saying, oh, well, what's wrong? Or what can I do for you? It's like everybody all at once bombards each other and it's just like, what's going on? Hey, I'm pushing for you. I believe in you. Just keep going. Or like, what's going on? They tell what's going on with them. And it's just a bunch of different opinions coming from many different directions. And I mean, at the end of the day, I know that person has to go to bed feeling better about themselves. Um, you know, do I personally go in there and ask for advice or ask for help? No. And the reason why is because this isn't about me. This is about them. This is about what they want for themselves, what they want to see Envision do. This is about, you know, helping them. Um, I think it's just been a really big leadership standpoint for me. And it's really helped keep me accountable in everything I do, uh, whether it's school, uh, baseball, friendships, relationships. I mean, kind of everything. It's it's really helped keep me accountable, and it's made me look myself in the mirror an extra time or two. Um, but our ambassadors, they're they're phenomenal. Um, they do they do so much for me. They are they always communicate. They apply themselves. They are always asking for a helping hand. And I just without them, this is not remotely a thing. And if it is, it's not really doing that well. I think just making myself out, you know, throwing myself out there, showing them who I am, what I'm about, what we can do for you. I think that's just been the, the turning point for everybody is everybody's bought in. Everybody's completely motivated behind it. And we all just we, we all want to achieve something that's just be successful. But everybody wants to be successful in their own way, which I think that comes back to our saying is be the change that applies differently. Yeah, whatever that change may be. Exactly. Yeah, and depending I, on the person. It, it's been very fun. It's been very exciting. Um, just getting to know everybody. I mean, they're I only know some of them, you know, personally, where if I saw them face to face, I would go up and talk to them and, you know, we would have our conversation go about our day. And then there's some I've never most of them I've never even met in person. I've never done, you know, phone calls with them or FaceTime. We just have texted or talked on, you know, in our group chat. And I feel like I've known these people my whole life. I feel like I know everything about and them. That's a really good testament to the company itself and its message. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. you didn't have to, you know, sit there and take time 
to foster a relationship with some of these people. Right. They were on board just from, uh, you know... A simple message. Yeah, square, square one because of what you've put forward as a company. Yes. So, I mean... Yeah, like I said, that that you know speaks thousands of words to me as message speaking. Right. Yeah, like you didn't have to um... convince them to be a part of it. Yeah, they wanted to be a part of it. Right. Yeah, or like try to forge a culture. Like the culture kind of created itself. And I asked right. you. I remember about a month ago, I I made a phone call and I said that I was going to bring this up on the show where CEOs spend their whole lives trying to form the type of loyalty that you have from your ambassadors, from people that you've never met before and can't achieve it. And you, at 20 years old, with a clothing company, you know, with the movement, have been able to get people that you've never met, that you've talked to on the phone, that you've had group chats, be so fiercely loyal to you that when I've talked to them on Instagram and stuff like that and told them that we would be shooting a podcast episode with you, they were beyond excited just to be able to hear more about what you have to say and, you know, like what your opinions are and why you care so much about a vision. It's like your passion is an epidemic and just has infected all of your people. And now they're all kind of like spreading the disease. Right. In quotations, you know what I mean? Positive disease. Positive <laughs> diseases, yeah. Yeah. No, I... In this case, sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's, uh, like I said, it's just, it's been, it's been really exciting. Um, the amount of loyalty that they have for me is unreal. Um, these people are not paid. They are not, they don't have a quota. They don't have really anything. They don't have no obligation to do anything for me. I think just being myself, going out there, telling them who I am, what I'm about, making everything about them, what they want, what they believe in, what are their goals for their life or, you know, their journey. Um, I think that's, that was just really like making them feel more comfortable. Um, like, Hey, this guy is human. He's not trying to just message me and sell me something like most people do on Instagram these days or even Facebook. A lot of people do that. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's a part of our bond these days. <clears throat> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> it's not wrong. I can't. I can't swipe anywhere on Facebook without raps or tees or. But I mean, to be fair, they they've done a pretty good job at growing. You know, make more money than I am. So. Aggressive marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, it was more like, oh hey, like I see somebody follows me. I check their page out. I'm like, wow, like I really want to get to know this person. And I usually take the, you know, the first step. A lot of times they'll take the first step for me. Um, Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm from here. I do this and that. Like, I absolutely love this message. Like, this is unreal. How long have you guys been a thing? How have I never seen this before? Mm -hmm. And Well, we're hoping to get more people to see this. Absolutely. That's that's why we're Um, standing behind it. Well, we get the talking, and it's like, you know, they, they ask what I can offer them. And because, like, we're as new as we are, like, we don't really... I mean, we don't have all the funds. Here, we're going to pay you salary. Here, we're going to pay you monthly. We're going to pay you per sale. It was more like, here's the deal. Like, you get two different discount codes, one for yourself um, and one to, you know, push and market on your page. Um, the biggest thing for me is, like, while you promote us, I want to promote you. I want anything you want reposted about you, any content you send us, we will definitely repost, reshare. Eye for an eye. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. That's a big thing with us too. You know, if it's something, obviously, it has to be vetted through me and now RJ since he's you know joined the team. But yeah. if there's if there's things that you know we we believe in your 
movement. We believe in what your company is standing for. That's why you're in that seat. We want to stand behind stuff that's mutually beneficial. We don't yep. want it, everything to be one one sided where we're the only ones benefiting from right. it. Or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, I'd love to get to a massive point where it doesn't have to be where we can just help people because we be- we believe in what they they stand in. But right. as it is now, it's like you know, we'll do everything in our power if you're doing everything in your power to yep. you know equally promote one another. Yeah, I agree. But it's been, it, it, I mean, at first it was kind of like, it was kind of nerve wracking for me because I'm like, I really want, I need to find the best way to show these people that it this is not about business. This is about you. It's like some with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> well, and I would always just talk to them and oh, talk to them. <laughs> That's, oh, now I'm sad. Well, I talk to them all the time and... I always try and talk to them collectively in the chat, and then every now and then I try and text them or call them personally and just mm-hmm. check in with them. And like a, a story that really sticks out in my mind is um, my ambassador. His name's Ty. Um, he's from like down south, like Texas area. Um, he's moved a couple times, so I'm pretty sure he's in Texas. Ty, for listening, please forgive me. But. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, you just said earlier you have you have trouble keeping track of you know the people you just don't know where they live. Yeah, just uh, might some be, of them might I be do, better that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always like I would always drive home from school or I'd be on my way back up to school and I'd be like, All right, I'm gonna give somebody a call. Who is more likely to answer? Right, I'm gonna give Ty a call and I called Ty and you know he didn't answer one day and then he got back to me a couple days later and he's like, Yeah, like I'm just I'm really struggling right now, man. Like you know I I gotta move and. Um, like I just, I, I really just got to figure some things out with my life. Um, he's a personal trainer and, you know, he, I know he works extremely hard at what he does and, you know, he he's just like, I, I just feel lost right now. I don't know what to do. And I just told him, Hey, like these things happen for a reason, man. Like you are meant to feel this low right now. He's like, that just doesn't make sense. I don't think that makes sense to a lot of people. Right. I think and, a lot of people feel like, you know. They should be on top of the world at the time, 24/7. but that's not yeah. that's not realistic. That's not right. how, that, on a chemical basis of just your brain and chemically speaking. Oh, yeah. that is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is possible, but not by normal means. Right. Well, I, ta- I talked to him more, and I just told him, I said, "Here's the thing: you have to do what you love and love what you do. If you are about being a trainer and helping other people, and you know, pursuing all these positive vibes to other people." I was like, be you. Don't change anything that you're doing. Maybe talk to a couple more people. Apply yourself to different things. You said you're moving, right? And he's just like, yeah, I'm getting ready to move. And I said, it's a new start, man. Yeah, think of it as a new opportunity, not right. as you starting over. But right. you have so many, you have so many things opening up to you. Then exactly. And the more I just talked to him, I could just tell how passionate he was about like what he does, his life, what he believes in. And I just told him, I said, you're gonna have something come your way that's extremely beneficial to you. You're going to be way more happy. I don't know what that is. I can't predict the future, but if you with your mindset and your, you know, your work ethic, you're going to go pretty far one day, man. Whatever that is and just if you need anything, just call me, text me. Like I'm so glad like I was able to touch base with you today and he's just like, "Yeah, I'll be in touch. Like I'll let you know how it goes. I'm just I I just want to I want to do good at everything that I do." And um, I just, I feel really lost right now. And I said, better days ahead, my friend. Listen, you know, why don't you get some sleep? Why don't you grab something to drink? Relax. Just breathe a little bit. I said, everything's going to be good. I got you. And he was like, you know, thanks, Mike. Like, I'll, 
I'll be in touch with you, man. I talked to him. I think it, it was a little after a week later, and he went to a gym. They hired him as a trainer. He already had clients coming in. He was, you know, I'm making more money than what I've ever have. I'm being able to be one-on-one with these people. And this is this is in the new location yeah, that he moved this to? this is all in the new location. That's awesome. And he's just like, I'm so happy. And he's like, you know, I'm just going to be so busy. I'm going to be so busy now. And I said, that's awesome. And... But it's a good busy. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, some time has passed since then, and I, I hadn't talked to him, and it's been at least a month. Mm. And I saw he wasn't being as active in the chat. He wasn't, like, being as active with me. I'd text him, hey, I hope you had a great week. You know, he didn't really respond. But most people, they would take that personal. Like, wow, like, I was so helpful to this guy, and he just let me hang out to dry. And it's just, like, for me, I was, like, this guy is so busy doing something he yeah, loves. Exactly. Yeah. Like if he doesn't have time yep. to be as active with us, this is a good problem. This shows that like I'm doing my job in helping people. And I touch base with him again and he was just he was just so passionate again. Like I said, he was he was so happy and you know, I mean, everybody's still gonna have their days. He's probably days where he's like, Man, I miss home, I miss where I was just at, or I wish this would happen now and you know, kind of being like impatient for the right reasons like yep. he just wants to take that next step and for me it's just I, I'm so happy for him um I think really just kind of connecting with him and you know I didn't give him a big plan of how to you just kind of reassured again. him mm-hmm. I just reassured him that yeah. things were going to be okay and they turned out awesome for sometimes him. that's all it takes is just one one little pep talk to yeah. you know rewire someone's brain to look at you know it's all glass. about the lenses. Yeah, like the, yeah. the glass half full through. instead of half empty. Right, yeah. absolutely. And, I mean, if he's if he's that busy doing something that he loves, maybe he's meeting new people down there, he's building new relationships, uh, that's all I can ask of. I, that reassures me that I did my job to help him. If right. that means he can't be you know with us as much or he can't talk with us as much, I'm perfectly okay with that. And most people would take offense to that. And that I just see it from a whole different way that I think most people wouldn't. Um, he did <clears throat> kind of, you know, come back into the chat earlier this week, and everybody's just like, "Oh my gosh, like, how are you?" And he's just like, "Hey guys, like, what are you talking about?" Like, he's trying to scroll back through and trying to see what people are talking. A lot to catch about. up on. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of reading to do. Give me a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but man, it, that's that is that's awesome. That is such a cool like testament to who you are. So. We, you know, now we definitely feel, you know, the passion behind what you're doing. Like, and you just, I mean, that entire story just kind of outlines what your mission is with Envision and how much you love people and how much you care about their success and pushing them to the next level and getting them to do what they're passionate about. But you've, you know, you have the ability to give that advice because you've been in the dark, like a dark space of your own. Yep. Right. And that's, um, you know, I think that people... I think anybody can benefit from your story. Yeah. Just hearing about... Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to dig yourself out of a hole and make something of yourself Mm -hmm. again. Right. Um, And relating it to it, I mean, personally, on my level, where it's like people that have never been in an abyss can't relate to other people that are there because you know in retrospect i'm i don't know if you feel like this but i feel like because i i mean i i dealt with depression for a while in high school you know and i remember like looking back on it now i'm like all the reasons why i was depressed were stupid yeah. like 2020 looking back of like where i am now what i'm doing i'm like i was thinking about you know not being here for reasons x y and z 
Right. And none of those were worth it, you know? And then, like, then because most of them were self-inflicted. And so for you, it was a, it was more out of your control, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now where you are now, looking back, you know, after, I mean, we'll go back and you can kind of, you know, give us the timeline. But at the end of that, I kind of want you to think about while you're telling the story, you know, what it, and then finish it off with like, you know, what it feels like now. Yeah. Looking back at, you know, the person that you were when all of that stuff happened. Right. So you grew up actually pretty close to where I grew up. Yeah. Ironically, we found out. Right, and you were at Fairless? Is that yeah, where it was? I went to I went to Fairless High School. I graduated in 2016. I was a part of a lot of different sports teams. I ran cross country. I played baseball. I played basketball. I played football for you. A year. Ran cross? I did. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Funny story. I you know how most people would go to meetings to kind of like get out of class. Yeah. Well, it was like sixth grade, and you can start competing for the school seventh eighth grade. And I, I remember I came home. And my mom always packed my lunch for me. Like, she always, like, was there to support me. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That, like a bloody sandwich, and you were good. <laughs> but I remember she got in my book bag, and she pulls out the papers, because I got out of class that day to go to this meeting. I had no intentions to do this. I was like this... Playing, ch- playing hooky. Yeah, right. I was like this chubby oh. sixth-grade kid with no real, like... I had no intentions to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, my parents pull out the paperwork and they're like, "You went to a cross country meeting?" And I was like, like, "Oh no!" I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, I, uh, I, most of my friends, I'm trying to figure out an excuse." And my parents laughed. They're like, "Hey, listen, like we love you, buddy, but like you just need to stick to those like- aren't running legs, boy." But <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, "Hey, listen." That's like, why I was like, "You ran cross." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Well, hey, you, you don't just, have that stride. <laughs> you need to stick to baseball." I like, let's focus on baseball and basketball. Let's just focus on those things because you're pretty good at them and you and you work really hard and you love it. And I was like. What, you don't think I can do that? <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Boy. And they're like, no, like, we see all these, you know, we see all the runners running around town and around the school. They're so much more in shape and fit. There's no way you could do it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I Even ran a cro- little sniff. <laughs> I ran a <laughs> present this I, year. Well, <laughs> I ran cross country in seventh grade, eighth grade, and my freshman year. And after my freshman year, like, I was just, okay, I think I've already proved my point. I want to kind of, Focus I, on baseball. Well, I wanted to play baseball, and I knew like we were going to have a pretty good football team the next right. year if I could try and find a way to be a part of that. And I ended up like hurting my back really bad. I'm sure a bunch of my friends back at home could tell you that story, and the, you know they'll share a good laugh about it. But right. but yeah, so I I uh, I played different sports, and it, it for me it was like I always had a really big support system. Like I had an obnoxious amount of family members at every game. Um, I, I can pick my aunt Sandy out of a crowd, like no matter where we're at, she was always a voice. Alive. I was gonna uh-huh. say, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, she's extremely supportive, and you know, my <laughs> like her husband, my uncle, he would always just kind of sit back and just observe. We'll talk after the game. She's and... got enough voice for the both of us. Let her <laughs> oh, go. Oh, she does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, and I mean. My mom would sometimes be loud. Um, my dad just, he most of the time he'd sit back and observe, but if it was at a baseball game, he was always pretty loud. Like if I'm, if I made a good play or if I'm at the plate and 
Um, my uncle Kevin was always there, and like in travel ball, he even like like you got the whole squad. Oh yeah, just rolling. Well, my deep. uncle Kevin would ump some of our games like in the summer, and it'd be funny because I'd go up to the plate, and you know he'd say something smart, and like the catcher looks back thinking he's talking to him, and I kind of laugh. I got to call time and step out of the box because like I'm not even focused now, and but it, it started in 2013. I I. You know, got a call like from my uncle. She call, uh, my, my mom, she called me downstairs and she's like, Hey, like, we got to go pick your uncle Kevin up. And, you know, he was going through a lot of personal stuff at that time. And uh, she's like, We got to go pick him up. And I said, Okay, like, you know, for what? She's like, Oh, we got to drive him somewhere. Just, you know, it won't be long. Just come with me. And I'm like, All right. So he didn't live too far from me. I go, I, we go to his house and she tells me, Hey, like, just go inside and get him real quick. And we noticed like he wasn't answering his phone, he wasn't responding to texts. It's like, early afternoon and, and this is this is the uncle that would come to your travel yeah, games and yeah everything. he was i mean he was always like one of my biggest supporters and i mean he told me i could pretty much do whatever i want in this world and i always thought he was crazy because i mm. always tried to be realistic but i go into his house and you know i saw his kids there his kids were pretty young at the time and they're you know they were just like you know like dad's still sleeping and I'm sitting there thinking, well, Dad, don't sleep this late. And I, I go around the corner. I go into his room. My mom was falling behind me, and, like, he just he was laying there. He had passed away early that morning. And for me, it was, like, more out of sadness. It was the first time I really lost somebody. I felt like my world was coming down on me a little bit. And my dad was always there, and I used to always just get on him. He never showed any emotion, like, happy, sad, nothing. Never showed any emotion. I always asked mm-hmm. him. I said, like, how can you just live with yourself? You're not doing... This was your dad's brother? This was actually my mom's brother. Okay. But okay. my dad was always, like, pretty close with him. My mom was, like, traumatized for the long... I mean, she still is to this day. Like, she, you know, thinks about him all the time, always talks to me sometimes about him, and, you know, just how much time has changed, things have changed. And for yeah. me, it was like... I didn't know how to handle losing somebody. It was the first time in all reality that, like, I was old enough to physically experience, like, what losing a loved one was like. Right. And well, especially in not only losing a loved one, but to find, yeah, you know, the yeah, loved one. Yeah, it was my mom and I, and, like, I was just, in the moment, I didn't do anything. I just kind of, like, it was like I was just blank face. I was, like, I was in shock. It was, like, it was like I left my body for a second mm-hmm. to look around rather than emotionally feel what was going on. Um, but he was 38 years old. And that was the thing that got me the most. And I always talked to my dad. I was just like, you know, how do you act so normal? Like nothing happened. Like, are you kidding me? I used to just get on him all the time. And he's just like, I handle things in my own way. Like I, I don't have to show emotion. I don't have to cry in front of people. I don't have to do this or that. And I just, I never understood him. And he kind of helped me all the time get through that. You know, he, my dad was always there to help like my mom and I kind of get through things. And like, I had like, you know, my, my grandma, I had like my aunt Sandy, I just mentioned. Um, I had like my cousin Miranda, I, you know, I had all these people around me and especially like my dad's side of the family. I mean, even though they weren't related to him, they were always there for me as well. Um, my aunt Carol, my uncle Brad, they were always really close with me and just always asked me if I was good. And for me, it was like, I was just always so sad and then I started to kind of pick the pieces up a little bit, and I, it didn't really affect me, like, physically. Um, it affected me mentally because I was always like, wow, like, you really don't know when your time is up here. I mean, this is a man who was 38 years old. He worked extremely hard to provide for his kids. 
and he did anything for his family. Like, why? Like, yeah, that can be a very, very sobering reminder. I know working, you know, in the ICUs at the hospital that there's cases all the time where, you know, this person was driving down the road and, you know, next thing you know, they, somebody ran a stop sign and they got T-boned by a semi, you right. know, and it doesn't matter what age you are, you know, anybody from teenagers through 80 year olds, you know, it's just, it can happen in a snap right. where that, you know, I was just, just on my way thing. to work and now, you know, the family members are in there and we're talking about terminally extubating the patient, which to everybody that's not, you know, in the medical field is, you know, we're comfortably allowing them to pass. Yeah. rather than keeping them alive on that's you know mechanical an, means. That's not an easy concept for anybody to no, learn at any age, especially yeah. for someone who's young. Yeah. I I went through pretty similar stuff to that. If I felt like when I was I'm I'm not sure if we talked about this on my episode or or not, but I I felt like in middle school I lost a relative every year for like 5 years straight. Yeah. And it it but you get a sense of like, you know, numbing yeah. To, to that, to that, but it never truly goes away. Right. And then I lost my cousin at 27 years old, and he was my closest cousin to me. And I had the same type of, you know, realization that you did. It was like, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, you really don't know. Yeah. Any anything can happen. And then I lost my grandmother as well, like recently, right before, like right before my cousin passed away, and. I, I still don't think I've dealt with a lot of that very well. Right. I mean, my family's not big on talking. There's so many secrets and stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, goes on because they think they're helping, you know, don't put it out in the wind because they don't know, don't hurt them and stuff right. like that. So I, I, I got to the point, like, right out of high school myself where I was like, I lost my marbles. And I was like, I think I need to talk to somebody about this because it's just, it, I just yep. never got over it. Right. It just starts but to weigh down. when, you know, I'm a very emotional individual and I've kind of come into that later, you know, more recently. And it's, it helps. Yeah. Just, just being able to talk about it. And I can see why somebody who, you know, kind of wears their feelings on shore. It's hard to see somebody who doesn't show anything like that, like your father. Right. Where you're like, I'm, I want, I want to let this all out, yeah. but it's hard to do that when you see someone else over there right. stoic face, like nothing happened. Right. Like, well, should I be more like me or should I be more like him yeah. or yeah. like what? Well, like, what am I doing? I don't know what's right and wrong here. Or what way I should act? Yeah, yeah. and I th- that's, you I just think be the change back. in your whatever right. your life is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think looking back, I think he handled things like that the way he did was because I think he turned to more talking to people outside of. The, the situation, which that is way he can try and be the supportive one inside, and and that could be hard, you know, in in that that's role. A lot of responsibility yeah. to put on yourself. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I know my mom tried to, you know, she tried what she could, you know, as far as like being positive in certain things, and um, I it was more like I tried to be there for her, and I mean it it, it is what it is, but we all started to kind of move on a little bit from it. Like you never forget but you just learn to deal with it. Like you learn how to live your life now. And, you know, my dad and I, like we were always, it'd be late at night and he'd want to just go for a drive. Like we would drive around town or we'd drive all the back roads and we're just talking about different things. I mean, school, ball, friends, like football, especially NFL and, you know, just anything on, on this earth, we would find a reason to talk about it. Right. And I remember it was, you know, going into my junior year and he talked to me about, hey, like, listen, like, this is the year where you decide maybe where you want to go to college. If you do want to go to college, this is where you decide, 
you know, like, do you want to play college baseball? This is where you decide, like, everything that you want to do in your life. And I always just, like, I, was, I just felt pressured. I'm like, man, like, I'm only a junior. I still have, like, this whole year and then my senior year. And he was just always looking out for me, and he always wanted me to do what was best for me. But... Well, really, I don't think your dad was the only one that was doing that to their kids. No. I felt the same way. I was like, I don't oh, know yeah. what I want to do. Oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and well, we we went through that year. Um, I went out for soccer that year. It was my first year. They wanted a goalie, and I said, Hey, like, you know, might as well try it, I mm-hmm. guess. And I ended up loving it. I ended up being pretty good at it, actually. Um, you know, I had a, I had a goalie coach. He's like a he's like a dad to me now. His name's Rick Smith, and I mean, he actually, I mean. I needed somebody to kind of briefly talk to the other day, and he was like, boom, right there. He called me before I even reached out to him. And I, it's just people like that that kind of kept me going for the time being. And then it was a week before my dad um, had eventually passed away. He talked to me, and he was just like, hey, listen, like, I want you to do what's happy, you know, like what makes you happy in life. I want you to always be positive, and I'm not always going to be here one day. And I'm like – like, Dad, like, what are you getting at? Because he was going through some health issues at the time, and I'm just like, are you feeling all right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I feel 20 years younger. I feel 20 years younger. Everybody's, you know, the doctors are helping me out. And, and I'm just like, okay. Um, it's like, what are you trying to get at? And he's like, I just want you to know that life's really unfair sometimes. You saw with your Uncle Kevin, and, you know, we all went through that together. And life just isn't always fair, and he always just talked to me, if it's school or baseball or whatever it is, I want you to always just work really hard, and I want you to always make yourself, you know, like, to be in the position of opportunity, and he just said, it doesn't matter if you're in school, I want you to go to classes, I want you to get good grades, if you're, on, if you're playing college ball, I want you to work extremely hard, always give yourself a shot. If you're married and have no kids or if you're married and have kids, I want you to continue to go to work every day and I want you to, you know, make that woman happy, whoever that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for as many kids as you may have or not have, I want you to just make everybody around you happy and just know that I'm always going to be right by you. I'll be in a good place. And I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I'm just like, you'd never do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, like he's just preaching on me today and he's doing what most parents do. And that's just trying to keep your mind in the right path. Yeah. Instill some values. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm looking around and I'm like, all right. He he said, dad, I'm like, get out of my room. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, I realized like, I mean, he said he's feeling fine and I'm just like, Hey, like, thanks, Dad. Like, I appreciate it. And he's like, no, like, you're just a good kid. I mean, yeah, you make me so mad sometimes, but... <laughs> it's just oh, like my yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've like, never yeah. pissed off my parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he, he used some different words. Oh, but, I bet. Yeah, we're not allowed to use those and we show, And we just, hardly. you know, we, we laughed about it. And what well, was uh, that next week, um, you know, he passed away. And we lost in the district final the night before basketball. And after I got home, he was like, hey, you know, it stinks that you lost. It sucks. But, you know, hey, like, you get to start baseball tomorrow. And I'm just so excited. Like, this is going to be a good year. And I'm excited about it. And I got sick after the game. I don't even know what happened. I just, like, uh, I got sick after the game. I wanted to just go to bed. And, um, you know, he came in my room. He told me good night. He'll see me in the morning. Like, just get some sleep. Like, wait, you have practice tomorrow type Shake thing. Shake it off. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. And he goes into Taylor his room, Swift. and 
he always like there was my room here and then there was a hallway and then across the hall is my dad's room my dad was always like loud sleeper my mom was always a light sleeper and she slept on a couch at night and i'm sitting there and i wake up in the middle of the night and i see the hall light still on i'm not thinking anything of it now this hall light mind you is something that got me in trouble for years <laughs> i'd fall asleep <laughs> after everybody else leave it on yep yeah. i'd leave it on i'd get the whole we don't pay the, like we know you don't we're pay not, the electric bill yeah, yeah. yeah. you we're don't not pay trying the to keep the lights bill. on for yeah. the ghosts yeah or if you leave the door open yeah, yeah. we're not trying to heat the neighborhood yeah don't don't touch the thermostat that's like number one down rule in the book break your fingers (laughs) (laughs) well i go downstairs and i'm gonna get a shower i'm like i don't feel as bad this morning like it's like you know 4 30 in the morning i get a shower i'm kind of just sitting there in the shower and i i hear my dad's alarm clock go off he had to go to work in the morning for a little bit before i was going to baseball and like i heard his alarm go off and i'm like i should probably like get out of the shower you know and it went off and i'm like trying to like dry off a little bit and get dressed quickly just so he could come downstairs, get his shower, go about his day. And I hear his alarm go back on. Now I'm just like, okay, like this statue, man, when he sleeps, hmm. like you could drive a train through his bedroom and he wouldn't wake up sometimes. Right. I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> Steph's house alarm went off twice the other night. Not a thing. <laughs> I had not, I woke up in the morning. I was like, why does everybody look so tired? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard it go on, like, a, his alarm went off again. And at this time, I hear my mom get up from the couch, and she's hollering at him, and, you know, from the bottom of the steps. And I'm just, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, why are we yelling this early in the morning? Just walk up there and wake him up, you know? Like, he's it's good. Everything's good. I hear walking up the steps. Our shower is, like, you know, kind of diagonal to the steps. Catty corner. I, yeah, yeah, I hear her walking up, and I'm like, all right, like, he's going to be good, and... I, it's a scream that it still keeps me awake at night. It's a scream that I'll be, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm soaked in my own sweat. My mom had, you know, yelled my name and I went upstairs and, you know, I'm just like, she told me that he died and I needed to call 911 and I'm just like, yeah, okay. In all reality, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, right. my mom was so petrified for my uncle passing, whether, you know, he... Right. Just being found in that same kind of setting, I'm just like, mom, relax. He's a heavy sleeper. Just wake him up. Like, shape, shake him around. Like, I used to always, like, go up and I'd, like, touch his foot and he'd, like, wake up instantly. That's, that was the easiest way to wake him up. And I'm just walking up the steps, and I'm just, like, talking and talking, and then I go in the room, and I'm like, see, like, I told you, like, he's fine. Okay. And my dad laid there. He wasn't even in his bed. He was laying on the ground, and he was face down, and he had everything that he went to bed when he came in and told me goodnight with. In his hand, it was underneath of him. Mm. And that's when I knew that he didn't even make it to bed that night. And for me, I just, obviously, I learned my mom was not overreacting. She wasn't you know, overly panicking for some reason. It was like, wow, like, this is actually a thing. And my mom grew up in the medical field, like, after, you know, after high school and stuff. She, you know, worked as an STNA. And I said, you know, CPR, like, try something. And she's like, I can't. Like Frozen. Yeah. That's different. That's a a whole different mindset when... Flies out the window when yeah. some you love and care about for that long. You everything, all the rule books go out the door in well, that instant. 
and I sat there and I looked, I just kind of, again, I looked around and like my mom told me to call 911 to see if there was even a chance. Like we have no idea like how long. How long yeah. Yeah. So I call and you know, I'm, I'm being rude to the, you know, the operator. I'm like, like we need this now, like this needs to happen. And they're telling me to calm down and I'm like, don't tell me to call. Like I'm, I'm in the moment way too much, you know? And yeah, I God mean, bless those, like the, the people that run those phones. And yeah, stuff. I mean, uh, they get calls from people. Hard like, phone calls to take. Yeah. From I can't imagine people. Right. Well, not even just that, like hearing can't, that, yeah. de- like death and everything else yeah. constantly over and over and over again. It's well, gotta be. They, you know, they showed up and, you know, they got him out of there and, you know, he obviously had passed away and it was like official and just based on everything being underneath him, they said that he died, you know, no longer than right after coming in and telling me goodnight, just based on everything that was underneath of him. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, so for me, it was just like, why didn't we hear anything? Why didn't we hear something fall? Why? Like, I'm asking all A these bunch questions. Of questions. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not even showing any emotion. I'm just sitting there left with my thoughts. I sat downstairs, and I'm just, like, looking around. I had a good friend of mine, and his dad come at the time. It, you know, his name was Ty. His dad's name's Bill. And so Ty and Bill show up, and, you know, they're just like, dude, what happened? I'm like, I, I'm just kind of shoulder shrugging. I'm just like, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, I got to call my baseball coach. I, there's no way I can go to practice. And well, actually, I kind of wanted to go to practice, believe it or not, because I wanted to just. Oh, I can I can believe that 100 percent when I get your mind off worst moods. I'm like, get me to the gym right now. Right. And I called my coach and I said, hey, coach, like, you know, this is going on. This happened this morning. And I was like, I want to find a way to still come to practice. And I was like, and let's just not tell any of the guys. Let's just have practice. And then everybody can find out on their own after. And he was just like, I'm, I can't let you do that. Like, and I, mind you, this team that I grew up with, that I had my junior and senior guys, I grew up with playing my whole life. And many of them, I'm still, you know, very close to this day. And I mean, one of them I even play college ball with. And that was something we always talked about doing together. And we finally get a chance to do it now. But, you know, one of my friend's dads, uh, his name's Donnie Tucker. And Donnie kind of, you know, he went down and talked to the team. Like, everybody's like, how come we're not practicing? Why are we stuck in the locker room? What's going on? And, you know, Donnie talked to him and just said, hey, guys, like, this is what happened. Like, we're short a man this morning. We're actually short two men this morning. Like, this is what's going on. And you guys make the decision. You guys can practice and do, like, what my dad would have wanted, and that's go practice. Or you guys can go home, or you guys can go to Mike's house and do whatever. And that's when I knew, like, I really had a lot of close people in my life. And it's because everybody chose not to go to practice. Everybody chose to just come to my house and everybody brought, you know, food and drinks and all this stuff. And it was just like, it was really suffocating at the time just Mm -hmm. because like, I want to be alone, but they were taking all these different routes to help us out and, or at least make their presence known. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my one friend, Nathan Kennedy, his family is just, I mean, that's a family you can never, ever repay with the amount of stuff that they've done for me in my life. They've always been supportive. They've always given me a place to stay if I needed it. They've, you know, given me rides. His dad was a coach of mine before. Like, just very good family. And, you know, they've helped out a lot of our friends just through tough times. So that, that that's something that really stuck out for me. 
was just his family alone. But I handled this death way differently than I did my uncle. This time, I was just mad. I felt cheated because it was, you know, March 14, 2015. Uncle passed away July 20th, 2013. I'm like, this is so unfair. Why am I reliving this all over again? At this point, I'm just mad. You know, and mm-hmm. my, most high schoolers, they go out and they party and they experiment with different things just to say that they did it, to have fun and do all this different stuff. And for me, it was like, I'm handling a problem here. I'm not doing this. I'm partially doing it to have fun and be around my friends and to make all these memories that people will talk about in 20 years or, you know, whatever. And for me, it was like, I always had to go find an excuse to go forget about these things. And, you know, two weeks later, my dad's mom passed away, my grandma. So now, like, I'm really, really just mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, th- this is so unreal. Why is this all happening? And then with, you know, Fairless being such a very small yet supportive community, I just felt completely suffocated. I'm like, wow, like all these people love and care about me, and that's awesome, and I'm so thankful, but like... It's like you're alone in a crowd. It's not yeah. something you want to talk about and be brought yeah. up in your face every day, and that's not everybody's intentions, but no, it's hard right. to... It's yeah. hard not to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I never I never thought people were doing it, you know, for the wrong reasons or were coming at it the right the wrong direction. No. It was always coming from a good place, but it's just like wow, like like you just said, Jan, like I was surrounded in a in a crowd, yet I felt alone. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got to a point down the road where, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, wow, like I I looked way fatter <laughs> and I mean, I laugh about it now, but I, I looked at myself and I'm just like, who, who is this guy? And you lose yourself. It's easy to lose yourself in situations like that. But I always had a really good front. I'd go to school and I'd laugh with people the same. I'd go to practice. I'd laugh with people the same. I'd go home and I would tell my mom hundred and you know 20,000 different reasons why she should be happy and why she should be positive. And then I'd go up in my room and I would completely go against everything that I just offered for mm-hmm. her because I couldn't even help myself. And I talked to, you know, other people in my family. Hey, we're just worried about you, Mike. Like, what's going on? Like, talk about it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Like, everything's good. And, you know, I, I, I don't need anybody's help. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, man, I need help. Right. And... You know, it got to a point where I, I, my, my friends and I would always sit outside on the roof um, at my house, and it was the room right outside. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was the window right outside my room. We'd sit on this roof, and we would talk, and we'd see the cars drive by, and, you know, you could see the high school kind of peeking behind the trees a little bit, and we're just like, I mean, we're just talking about whatever. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, why am I here? Why am I, why am I doing this? Like, where do I go next? And I mean, I kind of stood up and I kind of looked down a little bit and then like kind of stood back and then I looked down again and I looked around the sky and I mean, I just like, I felt like I got kind of pushed back cause I fell backwards and, you know, I kind of just thought to myself, like, I feel like there's something, there's a reason why I'm being kept here there's a reason for all of this going on. I just have no idea what. And a couple of weeks later, I moved into college. And for me, it was like, okay, it's a fresh start. I don't know anybody. I knew two guys going there because I played summer ball with them. 
It's a new fret. It's a it's a new start. I don't have to tell anybody about. It's exactly what you told Ty. Exactly. Yeah. And it's things that you don't realize until later on, obviously. And you know, I met with my coaches. I was like, I was you know, I was fat, man. <laughs> it's the best way to put it. I was just this fat kid who went through all this stuff. He didn't know how to handle it. He needed help. He didn't know how to ask for it. And he was so worried about the people around him being okay that he forgot himself along the way. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't even, I haven't even told some of my close friends, you know, and when they, I know when they listen to this, they'll, you know, they'll probably ask me and, you know, I'll I'll find a way to talk to them about it. Um, it's just a lot of things you keep to yourself. And it's like the first time I met with my college coaches, they're just like, you had an okay fall season. You can do this. You can't do that. But, like, what happened to you? Like, you're just not the same kid I recruited. Like, what? Like what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, Were they recruiting you, like, before? Had you talked to them before your father had passed away? I met them after my father passed away, and that's like... Everything hadn't fully sunken in at that point. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And... You know, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm just kind of looking at them like, I don't know what they're talking about, but, like, I'm starting to feel nervous a little bit because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, they know, they know. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they can see it. My spidey sense is yeah. tingling. Well, I had a basketball coach. His name is Dave Quinn, and I, he coached me in my freshman year of high school. And then, you know, after coaching, he got into fitness, and he got into, you know, lifting all the time and dieting and I was like, this is time. Like, I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of staying up so late. I'm tired of doing all these negative things, like, you know, drinking and, you know, other things. And I'm like, I need to stop making excuses, and I just need to do something about it. Like, I have four years to actually, like, enjoy the game of baseball, which in my eyes is the only real thing I have of my dad around anymore. And because that was always our bond. And... I reached out to him and I just said, "Hey, like I need help. Like this is my first, the first time I was ever asking somebody for help." I was gonna say that can be a huge first step. Right. Sometimes that's the the hardest thing to overcome is actually reaching a hand out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, throughout I'm looking back at the whole last you know year and a half of my life, and I'm like, you know, I ruined relationships with people. My friends think differently of me. Like not all of them. The, the, my main core of friends always stuck by me, and I always get on them. Like, why didn't you guys tell me I had a problem? And they're just like, hey, like, we love you, man, but, like, you Not just... Not our place. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to yeah, step in like right, that. Right, right. And, th- and that was, you know, unfair of me to kind of put them on a spotlight like that right. as well. Well, and you looking back in 2020 as the person that had the realization would have probably accepted those critiques. But, yeah. like, you at that point would have been like, I ain't got a problem. Yeah, yeah at the yeah. time. Oh, you talking absolutely. About? Yeah, yeah. And... You know, I, like I said, I just I ruined everything around me. I like I, I let my body go. I let you know uh, a relationship I was in go. Yeah, the anti Midas touch. Yeah, and I mean, I just I, I destroyed a lot of things along the way. And once I started to get some help, I I go through my whole freshman year, and you know, got told that like I probably wasn't going to play a whole lot. Um, I grew up always hitting the baseball, and they're like, "Oh, I might just have you pitch." And I'm like, "I'm not that great of a pitcher. I mean, I'll do anything I'm asked of, but 
you know, if you want like a, a Kershaw or Kluber outing in a high school or college game, you just weren't going to get it. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to a point where it's like, you know, months passed throughout my freshman season and we were like a month away from going to Florida to start our season. And at that point, I kind of looked myself in the mirror a little bit and I realized, wow, like you've lost f- over 50 pounds. Nice. I met like pretty much my future wife. Her name's Kennedy, and Ooh, I mean she gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I mean she plays such a big part in all this because when I first met her, I was still kind of like Fat Mike a little bit, as my friends call me. Fat Mike. Yeah. And, Chubby uh, Mike. Yeah. Well, I met her, and I'm just like, you know, I was so awkward. She always laughs about it, and I mean, I even laugh about it. Like I'd ask her a question, and be like, "Yeah, so how was your week?" <laughs> like all. <laughs> Awkward laughing. Uh, well, I met her. Oh, sweet Jesus. What? <laughs> well, I met her oh. a few years ago. Um, like at the time, her and I got together when I first went to Hiram. And, you know, she kind of friends out me a little bit. And it was probably for the better because it's like I kind of met her while I was trying to deal with all this stuff. Right. That maybe that did happen for a reason because maybe – it just wasn't meant to be at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had to go do her thing and I had to figure my own self out and maybe it comes back. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, again, it's things that you just don't think about in the moment and looking into it today's eyes. Like that's how I look at it. And that's, that's where the saying everything happens for reasons kind of been embedded in me is just because of her. And we went, you know, we went through, I mean, we're obviously still together today. Like, I, I pretty much live with her and her family. And, I mean, they, I absolutely love all of them to death. They do so much for me. And, you know, they believe in me and everything that I do and want to do in life. And, you know, it was, like, all because I learned how to figure my stuff out. I took that leap of faith in receiving help from somebody. Right. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror leaving higher in my freshman year, and it's, like, I got told I was not going to play. I got told that I was not the same person. I was told by many naysayers that, you know, I was all this negative stuff. And it's like when I walked out of there, I ended up being a starter for our team. Um, Not an everyday starter or anything crazy. I mean, I played in like 20-something games and, you know, but for me, like that was a big stepping stone. Still going from what they were telling you initially. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a huge step. And then the weight that Mm -hmm. you lost, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that shows a lot of mental fortitude to step up right step up to the plate yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you know kick yourself in the rear and be like hey i and i know part of it is probably like you thinking to yourself like you know my dad wouldn't want to see me squander these four these next four years yeah because i mean even if he was still alive he wouldn't want to see me so do that and now it's like you're left with that memory of him and whatnot and you're like i'm gonna you know Put put the pedal to the metal and, right. you know, make the best of you yeah, know, the, the time th- I have left. The thing that I've been thinking of this entire time is, like, when you were talking about your journey back to baseball, yep. you know, getting through that, is that when you were taught, like, the last conversation that you said you had with your dad was that he was excited yep. for the next season, the next baseball season to come yeah. up. And that's, like, the only thing, like, every single time you've been talking about it, it's just been ringing yeah. in my head that it's like that's what the motivation is to get in the gym to get in it's like the dad was excited for me to play the next season like yeah. how can i how can i love. better myself yeah. for the next season yeah. you know i mean and then we expand that out because 
as you I mean, you know this already from me. I'm just a very like connect the dots kind of person. I yeah. like relating a bunch of different concepts to each other. So if we expand that out to a more universal concept, like say a baseball season is just a different phase in life, mm-hmm. right? You know, whether it's a loved one lost or, you know, uh, like if you're in the military, somebody that you're friends with that passed overseas or a cousin, you know, anything like that, they were looking forward to you in your next season of life, your yeah. next phase I mean, I'm sure that your dad is going to be looking down fondly when you, you know, I'm not going to say marry Kennedy. You know what I mean? But maybe, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. I'll plant that seed since you said it first, not me. Yeah. No promises made. Right. <laughs> so if that happens, you know, your dad will be excited for that next season, you know. Right. And so the people that are going through those different phases right now, if you're struggling with somebody that, like you're struggling thinking that, you know, somebody's gone or somebody's memory isn't there, it's very much alive. Mm. You know, you're the one that gets to carry that on. And so, you know, be excited with them because they would be excited for you to go into that next season of life. Right. Yeah, she, Kennedy does a lot for me. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my bad days. I sometimes have really bad days. And it's just, you know, she just knows how to, she just knows how to, like, understand me and talk to me about things. Sometimes she just kind of lets me be, which is, you know, probably good. Just as good in some situations. Yeah. 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 Let steam off. Right. And it's just... You know, I I left higher my first year, and I look back at all, everything I was achieving at the time, and then I went back my sophomore year, and I knew I had to like be better than I did the year before, like. And so and so going and, back your your sophomore year, yeah, right. This is where the kind of transition point into like envision becoming a thing, right? Yeah, it was the end of my sophomore year. I knew I wanted to do something, and I was like, you know what? Like, I have such a really good story. I am all about helping people, and I, I just, like, I want to help people in any way I can. I don't want to, like, come and, sh- and, like, bombard you with information or, hey, like, I'm here to help you, like, talk to me about things. It was more like I want to kind of go on the outskirts of things, and I want to show people that something is there, and if you come to it, that help will be provided to you, in a sense. Gotcha. Okay. And... I like I, uh, my roommate Richard Milford. He, I mean, he just graduated Hiram, so like it's gonna be weird going back after break and not seeing him next door to me anymore. But you know, I always was talking to Richard. I'm like, hey, like I want to do something like this. I want to do this or that. And I'm just like, I'm talking about all these different things. And um, you know, he would just he would create and he would design all this stuff on his computer. And finally, like, we got to a logo, which is like you know our tiger head right here that I have on and. It's just, like, that perfectly symbolizes, like, everything I've ever accomplished and everything I ever went through. And mm-hmm. it's because, like, a tiger symbolizes, like, overcoming obstacles, obtaining power. And it's, like, looking back on my story, I learned how to overcome all these obstacles and obtain my own life again because I almost lost it. And I, almost, I definitely lost myself along the way. And we just kind of went from there. I always wanted to do clothing just because, one, like, I mean, who doesn't like new clothes? I know I do, <laughs> but but it was more like you don't have to talk about it. You can just wear it, and that shows the message in itself. Mm. And it's like you yeah, don't have true. to go up to people and, again, suffocate them with all this information and how all these dots are connected and stuff. It's more like I'm wearing this hoodie. You either understand it or you don't. And to some very people, blunt about it, just like boom. You know what? People want to buy my shirt. They want to buy my shirt. If you don't want to buy my shirt, that's cool. Well, like, I mean, to here. some people, they may 
look at that like bad like wow like he's oh, trying no. to Man. he's trying to get this out here and he doesn't want to talk about it and it's just like no that's what your social media platforms are for to market to mm. show people stories to right. have other people share your stuff and to come on a podcast exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and i just it's just the more we grow the more people will understand things and that's why i always wanted to go the ambassador route because it's like this is how you grow a following. This is how you grow people that you can count on. This is how you start to create that community and that team setting that you always wanted. And again, like I do not pay these people. Do I want to? Absolutely. Like I want to do everything in my power for these people because they take a lot of time and a lot of effort out of their days to communicate with others, communicate with me. And it's just, Again, without them, this is probably not what it is. Um, right. Just they're like, yeah, I mean, they're the Envision family. They help it grow every single day, um, way more than they think that they do. Um, but it's like I'm always thanking them. Um, just without you guys, like this, just it, this wouldn't be it. You it guys give me, yeah. yeah, you guys give me an extra reason to, you know, work hard every day. Um, my girlfriend keeps me accountable to work hard every day. And it's just like, I have all these things around me and it's not in a sense where like, it's like a perfect storm at this point. Right. At this point, it's just like, let's just keep growing, man. Like we just, we got to have fun with it. We can't be all high up and tense about it. And for me, it's like business is not about making money. Like it is to some. And that's why those people fail for me. It's like you have a business to, build connections, grow relationships, and potentially leading to different opportunities to eventually make all this money, quote-unquote, that people talk about. Quote-unquote, yeah. And, and that's what I tell people all the time. And RJ, I mean, he's he's been kind of interacting with me as the, um, you know, we all kind of have different roles, right? We're now up to a team of four, you know, me plus three people, and then we actually just added on my sister, who's uh, she's a senior at Walsh, but we're she, the, Walsh has actually approved. We a, got an intern, a three credit hour <laughs> internship for her to come on the show. And so the day that I realized that, like you know, in May we recorded this first episode. Me and Jacob Popio drove to Dean Kaler's house and recorded the first episode of JJD in May or, or late May, early June. If you would have told me that day that we would have a university willing to give somebody credit hours to intern with us and I'd have four people under me, it'd be absolutely insane. But, and I, I just use the word under there, you know, and that's right. a horrible thing. I, I meant to, you know, word, the concept that you just said where you're like trying to do everything for your people, yep. you know, and that money is a byproduct and all this other stuff and that business isn't about making money. And we're working the same way for him. It's, absolutely. it's mutual. That's it's what it just, becomes. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, so I'm going to kind of share a personal story comes, here. It comes with time yeah. and a lot of hard work and... Building those relationships with people. Most of the time comes unexpected. Yeah, no. So, okay. So I spent this last... There's a, we are, We're working with another company, right? We had a meeting, okay? I spent probably a solid 10 to 13, you know, hours working on a compensation plan. Okay. Computers running algorithms. Yeah, to oh, like he yeah. hired artificial intelligence. I to met. I met <laughs> with. Program all this. I met with my buddy. That's a that's a, a CPA for Timken. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I tried to make this as professional as possible, fill as many loopholes as possible, had all of this stuff worked out. You know, and then I go in there and they're like, 
why are we doing this? Like, yeah, just split it even, bud. Like, let's just let's just <laughs> let's just dump the money back into the company, and we'll take well, I'll take a small cut, but we we want to invest in the company. And right. I was like, uh, well, honestly, like I was just trying to like make this like as beneficial to you guys as possible, you know. And in that. I was like lost for words for like a solid ten minutes. I was just like, they, 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 uh, oh, yeah. like I don't know what to do because his, his whole PowerPoint was squandered. Yeah, we I had to, I skipped <laughs> over like eight slides. I was like, well, none of this applies skip, now. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> but it showed that it was like you know I do everything. I mean, I, you know you and then, you know, I know you can relate to this too. We work countless hours, and I know right. my guys work countless hours to get stuff like this to come together. Yep. You get off of work at three o'clock in the morning and I was here trying to figure out GarageBand and set up the mics, you know, to have this interview. And like when they see that, that you're putting in and, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have, I hope that this is the feeling that we have within the JJD family. All right. That it's (laughs) like, you know, they see you putting in that much work, but it's not to benefit you. Right. You mean, I'm putting in all this work to benefit the company and benefit them. It, forms that bond where it's like you know rj's saying hey you know it's the saturday before christmas but i'm willing to come out and sit down and record an episode with you guys kind of thing yeah i mean i definitely long hours man i mean i would go to i'd go to class and uh i would go do all my baseball stuff i would work out and then i would do some homework or i'd like take a second just to kind of hear myself think for a minute and then that can be scary yeah (laughs) (laughs) Well, I look at the clock and it's like, you know, it's midnight and one o'clock sometimes. And I mean, this semester I had class at, you know, eight, eight thirty in the morning. And I'm like, I really got to get this stuff done. Like I'm preparing for like tomorrow's post on Instagram, um, Facebook. I mean, it's always the same thing, but just, you know, making sure that's set up where it correlates back to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most nights where if Richard and I wanted to kind of meet up and like go over designs that he has to present. Most of the time or, when you say, when you guys send me updates on designs, it's because you, you know, I work late nights and yeah. it's like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I got a new t-shirt idea for you. I'm like, Dude, why are you awake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <And> it, <laughs> I think a lot of this comes back to doing the things that you love, like your dad right. like your dad said. That's the biggest thing. And it's it's like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you set out to help people. Yep. So helping people and building the community through Envision is technically your mate your first goal. Right. And the shirts were a byproduct of that. They are. So hmm. I've always looked for something that I can help people with. Yep. I went to school. I changed my majors like three or four times trying to figure out something to do. That. <laughs> and I literally have fell into being able to do this. And as far as I see it, which is, you know, money will come eventually because I, I love talking. This is something that, you know, besides some of my other avenues yeah. in life that I enjoy doing and meeting new people and talking and interacting mm-hmm. in my mind, our main goal is to help people. Right. Yep. And then the byproduct of that is the podcast, yep. is JJD Thoughts, is mm, the blog, 100%. is everything else. Everything, yeah. all of our other partnerships are just byproducts of that. So when he comes to this plan of, you know, trying to, you know, maximize everybody's m- money intake, yep. uh, in my mind, which is why we both kind of shut it down in the first place, we're like, it doesn't matter what we're getting paid. If we can't fund the ability to do this in the first place, then I can never get to the point of being able to help people. Right. And it just becomes a really disgusting, secular device that won't work. Yep. But mm-hmm. then if you switch everything backwards 
and it's, you know, about helping people, and then you're like, okay, well, these people want to help us help people, but we can use that avenue to fund the our greatest chance of helping people in the first place. Right. And then that 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 in my head is like, well, when all that's set up, then we can start making money. But we have right. to. We have nobody is going to believe in this company and your company if it's not doing what it has set out to do in the first place. Right. So what's the point of pe- giving yourself a paycheck if people are looking at yeah. it and like, oh well. When it's like I walk around, I walk around campus sometimes, and people will be like, "Hey, like, let's go do this." You know, the cafeteria just is bad today. Well, mm-hmm. you know, almost every day, but mm. they'll be like, "Hey, like, you know, let's go here, let's go there, and eat." And I'm just like, "Hey, guys, like, I'm just, I don't really have the money to spend right now. Just not feeling it." Right. And they always throw back. You own a company. I know you're making money, and it's just like no. Yeah, but it's man. not. It's not it, liquid. It, it's not, not liquid it's not funds. Like, yeah, it's not like that at all, man. There's like, a big difference. A company, you have a line of credit, <laughs> right? Yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like all that money. It 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 is completely set aside for company purposes. Exactly. For so lunch. we can expand right. product lines. So we can expand. You know, different marketing tools. Yeah, your boy like... dropped a hefty amount on the microphones we're talking <laughs> on right now. It's and so it's not. Yeah, people. I I was just talking to this with my buddy. We're actually going to be interviewing a gentleman. His name's Tony Konya. Um, he's one of my buddies that lives up in Cleveland. Yeah. He started uh, mining. He has two different mining companies. He's 24 years old. Is about to have his PhD in uh, mine engineering. So he does wow. blasts. I mean, he's been to Saudi Arabia, Africa, like all of these different places. Um just exploding stuff and he loves it so his two companies together you know well over six seven figures not a whole lot of liquid assets because he's invested in like research and development of online courses you know he's he has to purchase you know c4 is not cheap right you know all of the equipment blast mats are not cheap you know all this other kind of stuff and so he's like people think that because you own a company like he just drives. He I think he has like a, a little bit newer GMC Sierra mm-hmm. and like the, than my 07. I think his might be like a 10 or 11, you know. But people are like, why don't you have like the newest truck or like all this other stuff? Yeah. He's like, I can't afford it's it. Better <laughs> enough to be investing that yeah. money into exactly. right. Exactly. And he's way he loves. I mean, the, he he's probably one of the most like for our age group. You know, very very smart. You know, with all the different moves, he's very calculated. You know, and I think that's why he's such a good engineer, Mm -hmm. just that personality type. But he's like, you know, if I do this here and his end goal is to help people, too. He's developing a a course, you know, to help people, um, you know, expand their knowledge base in the mining industry. Yeah. You know, and he's doing that because there's not really anything like that out there. And it would make things so much easier for people and be able to help people across the country that don't have access to a university in their area that offers that Mm -hmm. type of degree. But it's like. You know, if that becomes your core, your root of what you're trying to do, you know, your entire mentality flips and people, I think that people end up coming to you instead of you having to go out and seek people. Mm. You know, you have to plant seeds with people, but I've, you know, I have had people, guests just fall in my lap. Like one guy I just met at the Tennessee Alabama football game, you know, I'm like just randomly ran into him and talked to him. You know, I have people, like I was telling you, my buddy Mike Pettit down in Tennessee that wants to be an ambassador for you because he sees what we're doing and believes in this. Right. And it's like people are attracted to that mentality, that like-mindedness, and when you form that community, you're unstoppable. Yep. 
that yeah the community thing is just the biggest part for me um i mean they just they, they just do so much for me um they, I, do, they do a lot for each other too exactly yes and i i mean they're like the power couple with envision um their names are zach and caroline they're out of pa and it's like they're always sending me content they're always being like in touch um they're always like they're always just putting themselves out there and it's just like i told i tell them all the time like you guys are so awesome like you guys are literally a couple which one it's cool because he keeps her accountable she keeps him accountable and vice versa and it's like you guys are both in this together you guys are able to meet new people uh, like who knows well you had you had some random dudes in rhode island shoot you a professional commercial didn't you? absolutely uh yeah so check that commercial out by the way yeah that was i'm sick. sure we'll have a link to sign yeah it's we'll probably actually very professionally yeah we yeah, may use that on the instagram yeah absolutely that's uh uh it, zad lives that's his, that's my man zad uh and Alfie, it's his roommate. They that was Alfie sick. is so yeah. see like I've had only a couple conversations with these two guys, and they are just so passionate about what they do. Um, like I know uh, Jared has like twelve thousand followers on Instagram, and he promotes just a lot of lifting stuff. He promotes a lot of Gymshark stuff as well, and I mean I, I love what he does. Like. And Alfie is just, like, his right-hand man. Like, they're always filming things. Like, he, they went and got tattoos the other day, and they made a professional video about it, hmm. about how they got tattoos, and then, like, their training session afterwards. Like, they're just so involved with everything they do. And, I mean, like, they're just... Very good cinematographers. They just... Sure. I, they Quite. love what they do. And, like, I even ran a poll today um, on our Instagram. I was like, hey, like, who wants to see another production done by these guys? Like... Just because I know they're busy, I know I haven't heard from them, but again, I'm just trying to like at least get their attention and be like, hey guys, like reminder, I love what you guys there's do. There's a market for what right. you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of people that want to just, do it. I mean, they've done stuff for other companies. It's not like they're just Only set two. with yeah. us, and I understand why that is, but it's just the amount of work that they put in for themselves and other companies. They're just, I mean, they're just awesome guys, and I know. I know they love what they do. You know, and doing stuff like that for free, I think, has, like, a huge yeah, they, kind I, of, I, like... I worked something out with them. I mean, I paid them a little bit. I threw them a product. Um, I told them, like, hey, like, if you guys continue to do, like, you know, more stuff for us, like, I, I will obviously pay way more. Um, right. Me, it was more or even at minimal net. cost, you know what yeah, I mean? But either me, way, for, like, a starting company to get something that professionally done, I was listening to an episode the other day um, I love listening to Tim Ferriss when it comes to, you know, stuff like this. Yeah. Um, and so I was listening to an episode the other day and he was interviewing a gentleman and he said that like he actually paid people to speak for the first couple of times that he was speaking as a motivational speaker. You know what I mean? Oh, and wow. to dish out that money just to get on stage. You know what I mean? So they accepted a company that's just starting up with minimal content, you know, that's expanding, you know? But to put your foot in the door and say, hey, this is my good content. This is what I can offer. Right. You know, opens the door for, like you said, later on down the line, you're like, hey, once we grit bigger, you know, I can pay more. But if they would have never taken that initial door, you know, then they would have never had the seed to plant. And I'm like, people hear me talk all the time about planting seeds. I tell all my guys, you know, plant seeds right. with people. You can't harvest a crop if you don't plant a seed and water that seed over and over again. Yeah. Like and so what they did with that video, you know, is plant a seed. And they're right. gonna watch it grow, and then eventually they'll have a crop to harvest with right. uh, that that relationship. But 
you have to be willing to take you know, everybody always wants to get these really high goals and hit them right off the bat. Yeah. Got to take risks first. Well, first, I think instead of, you know, you see that high door, but in order to get there first, you have to take the lowest possible opportunity, you know, and just, you know, I'm going to get, you know, say we want to hit like a 500 deadlift or something like that. You're not going to throw 500 on a bar and pull it the next day. First, you have to pull 225 10 times. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to pull, you know, 235 10 times. And then you go move up. There's, you know, algorithms and people have a bunch of different ways of getting there. But you have to take the goal that you're capable of achieving first before you achieve that that high goal yeah they're uh yeah those guys man i i could say so much about these guys just uh, like briefly talking to them on the phone and then like we even did like a facetime call the one night um but like yeah their instagram is like it's zad underscore lifts and then mr alfie moore um they have so much content on their pages and i'm just like man, I wish I knew how to do all this. I wish right. I had the technology to do all of this. And it's just when I reached, like, they actually reached out to me. And I was just like, hey, like, this can't hurt us in any way, shape, or form right. like, at all. And I know it's something that they can definitely help us continue to grow while they right. grow themselves. I mean, are they in things for themselves because they want to pursue their own personal, you know, ventures? Absolutely. But it's like, if you're still wanting to take time and all I have to do is send them, you know, a couple products or something or even yeah. pay you, like I'm absolutely going to be on board for that. Right. Like, but if pursuing, if pursuing your own personal ventures is in the interest of mutual benefit, like RJ was talking I, about absolutely. earlier, I think that's by why all we're means. all in this room right now together. Absolutely. Exactly. And yeah. that, and that's what they talked. They just said, Hey, like we just, you know, Alfie was like, Hey, like I just, I love what I do. I think I'm getting, you know, really good. I'm getting so much better. Like I have this, this and that, that I've invested for, um, you know, for myself to do this. And, um, we just like want to show you that we can make you like great content. Like we can help push more people to, you know, your pages. And it's just, those guys are awesome. I definitely like, I hope they see the poll that I ran today. That's awesome. You know, at the end of the night, I hope I can, you know, send it over to them and, and make like, it this a is DM what the people want. This is what the people want. <laughs> right. So if you, to kind of wrap this up, right, like if you had to, you know, I'm sure that Envision has experienced failures and everything along the way. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so normally, you know, I try to, in the back of my head, I try to hit questions, you know, with people. Right. And so I think that we've hit a lot of them where it's like, you know, where is a time in your life that you thought that you were going to fail, but it turned it into a success and, you know, me and RJ came up with this list of questions that I sat down and I stared at for hours just to kind of memorize in my yeah. head, you know, because that's what I kind of use to guide people. You know, one of the last things that we talk about is just, you know, with where you're at now moving forward, you know, what is like some advice that you could give to somebody of like a habit that you've developed, you know, or something that you can pass off as like the last piece of the episode that you have the floor to give our listeners to say, hey, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned throughout all of this, or even a couple, just this is what I can offer you to help you be the change. The biggest thing is you just, you got to do what you love and love what you do. Because no matter what you do out there, one, you have to make sure that you enjoy it. Because if you enjoy it, you're probably going to be in a way better mood about it. You're probably going to work harder at it. You're going to be more devoted to it. Mm-hmm. Um you're going to have people who agree with you and people who don't agree with you. Instead of looking around you and deciding what everybody else wants for you, why don't you look in the mirror and decide what you want for you? Ooh. 
And that's the biggest thing. I like that. that. That's the biggest thing out there, and I see it all the time. Like, people ask me for all this advice, and, I mean, I even ask people for advice. And then I come back to, like, what I want for myself or, you know, what what's the best thing out there. Because at the end of the day, people are going to ride with you or they're not, and that's just the way of life. So you might as well enjoy your life by doing things that you love and make you happy. It's just going to make your life way better at the end of the day. That's fair. There you I got second anything? everything that he just said. Say ditto. Very, very big uh, on doing the things that you love and you care about the most because yeah. that's the stuff that not always – but will come easiest to you right. and the things that you'll be most willing to put the most time and effort into. Right. It's hard to wake up early every morning and, you know, drag yourself out of bed and do something that you <laughs> could literally not give a care in the world about. But right. when it's something or people or someone mm-hmm. that you care about, like your community that you've built makes it easy to put that time in. Yeah. Well, Jan loves this company. He loves the people that he's working with. It's easy. And same thing for me. I love the idea of helping people. I love the idea of growing this into something that can help people. It makes it a very easy, concise decision in my head that I'm doing what I'm doing. This is going to get done because it needs to get done because I want it to get done because I want to see the end product. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just, uh, It's just been really reassuring to me. And it's something that everybody can look at much differently. Um, Like so-and-so wants to be a dancer. So-and-so wants to own this type of company. This person wants to be a bodybuilder. You know, this person wants to be a nurse. And it's just like, that's great. All these different people... All these different, Yeah, all these different people can come together. All these different people can take that message and apply it to themselves because it's all different. It's not just like, this is one way to pave the path. No, there's many different ways to pave the path. You just got to find a way and you just got to be the change. Yeah, I agree. There's, it's a very, very similar message between chase the apex and, you know, be be the the change. change. I think that's why we're melding so well together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is going to be, we're you know, wrapping up. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave you now and you're going to have to wait two more weeks to get another amazing episode from us here at JJD. Um, you know, if people want to be able to find you, where do they go? Uh, you can find us at our website, uh, www.envisionclothingcompany.com. Um, we are also on Facebook at Envision Clothing LLC. And then we are on Instagram at Envision Clothing LLC. Awesome. And then um, me and Mr. Evasol here are going to work out a deal for the JJD Thoughts listeners. I think we're just going to go with you know, the envisionclothingcompany.com backslash JJD. Yep. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but... Um, get you guys some yeah. sick apparel. Yeah, so you'll be <laughs> yeah, able to go over cro- there and check out... Nice crossover event. Absolutely. You know, you'll be able to go to his website and check out um, the clothing at a discount. Um, we will post that link in the description. So if you want to make sure that you check that out, we'll, you know, it'll be in the description of the podcast and also in Facebook and Instagram posts and everything like that. So... Keep an eye out for the... I personally wear it. I love it. I wore it. You know, we talked about me wearing it on a date. I wear it to the gym all the time. I know RJ said it's I wear like it to the gym. Very soft. comfortable. It's hard to find stuff that fits my back and shoulders that doesn't look like a, I'm wearing a poncho or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, or that doesn't look like I'm horribly, you know, uncomfortable in. But great, great material. Great, you know, feel to the shirts. And the like we talked about, it's hard to, you know, 
go off of what we say, but we're going to link everything. The designs on some of their shirts are absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. I think awesome. everybody should go check it out. Mm-hmm. I think there's stuff, you know, on the website for everybody uh, that everybody could enjoy. And, I mean, if you guys, if it's a message that you guys want to get behind, I mean, is there a specific way to get in touch or become part of your guys' uh, ambassador, ambassador team? program? Oh, the be- I think right now just the best way to reach out is uh, just you can email us on the email that's attached to both our uh, Facebook and Instagram and our website or uh, just message me personally on Instagram on the Envision page or my personal account, which is linked to it. Uh, my personal is Mike uh, underscore underscore Eversoul. So I'm always I'm always connecting with new people every day. So if you guys are definitely interested in joining this movement, uh, don't be scared to contact me because um, we can always work something out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And with that, we are going to wrap up. So we will see you guys again in two weeks. Happy New Year. Um, good luck chasing your apexes this year, and we hope can't wait to ride along you, okay. ride along with you the rest of the year. And I just want to say, you know, I'm super happy to be a full time part of this. And I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to start interacting with everybody, and uh, I think this was a great episode, great discussion. We hit on a lot of good points, and you know, everybody have a great holiday season in general, and we'll be back stronger 2019. Oh yeah. All right.